content warning for these Halloween episodes. This is a horror-themed game and is therefore pretty intense. This episode will include the following. Gore, blood, bodily harm, death, explicit language, mention of drugs, possession, and other paranormal activity. There are also some actions in this episode that are reckless and could cause injury. Please do not try any of these at home. You know, harsh <laughs> dungeon master. Yeah. You gotta do what difficult. you gotta do, baby. We got, oh my god. We knew exactly what we were getting ourselves into. Ben's like, we've been playing for an hour and nobody's died yet. Time to up the Gotta speed this up. Welcome, all listeners, to our special Halloween episodes. I am your GM, Ben, joined by returning players, Jay. Hello! Also returning player, Bryce. Hi. And our regular Spells and Whistles DM, Anastasia, now in player mode. It's me. As well as many guests. We have four of them. Here's the first one. It's Jack, friend of the pod, and my home game DM. Hello. We've got Steph, the cover artist for our podcast, who did awesome special Halloween art for these episodes, who is at Incredicoon Studios. Frick yeah, dude. We have John, aka D&D Monetized on TikTok. Hello. And we have Meg, aka Meg Not Margaret on TikTok. I'm so excited. This is obviously not your normal Spells and Whistles podcast. We are playing using Blades in the Dark, an amazing game system by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions. Not sponsored, but they make an awesome game. Uh, In combination with one of my favorite board games, Betrayal at House on the Hill. If you've never played either game, here's the short and simple. Blades in the Dark uses D6s. If you roll a 1 to a 3, you get a fail with a consequence. If you roll a 4 or 5, you get a success with a consequence. A 6 is a true success, and if you somehow roll two 6s, you get a critical success. Each of our players is playing a different playbook, which are similar to D&D or Pathfinder classes in that they guide the emphasis of the character. For example, a cutter is a lot like a fighter or barbarian in that their emphasis is likely in combat or using force, but a cutter could be sneaky or occult or persuasive or all of the above. A character is removed from the job when either their stress gets too high or they take too much harm. In our game, those players will join the opposing side and turn on their fellow players, just like in Betrayal at House on the Hill, which is a board game where each player explores a spooky mansion, revealing rooms, discovering mystical or mundane objects, and encountering haunts, all building tension until one player goes too far, revealing that they, willing or unwilling, have betrayed their party. They then play the rest of the game as a traitor, trying to trap or kill the players before the survivors can escape or defeat their new foe. I'm super excited to try this out with my wonderful players. I have not playtested this, nor have I run a game of Blaze in the Dark before, and everything is going to be horrifyingly new and thrilling for all of us. Our players have access to a multi-floor map of my own design with incredible token art that I'm sure you've seen on our various social medias created by at Centrali underscore Rhea on Instagram. 
Speaking of my wonderful players, let's go down the list again, and I'd like all of them to introduce your character by name, pronouns, and a playbook, and tell us whether or not you, the player, have had experiences with the supernatural in your everyday life. Jay! Ah, hi, yes. Uh, so I'm going to be playing B, uh, she, her pronouns. Um, she is a hound, so essentially a sneaky sniper sort of, um, you know, nitty-gritty. Uh, and I personally, um, well, I work in an ice cream shop and I am definitely convinced it's haunted. I have had things flung off shelves. I have heard voices when no one is there. So I am convinced it's haunted. Um, fun fact, we drew a hand turkey one year for Thanksgiving on a piece of paper and we put it up on the wall. And ever since then, we have not been as largely haunted. I don't know. Things have calmed down. So uh, we put a hat on the turkey and we hug it up on the wall and it is still there today. Nice. Bryce. <laughs> Hi, I am playing Jonathan Smith, the innocent and innocuous town priest person guy and his pronouns are he, him. He is the uh, playbook slider sliding all over the place. <laughs> um as far as supernatural stuff i uh i am i am dead oh all right we are being haunted currently uh, I, I didn't know this I, okay i feel like this is important to know as nope. a player on the regular okay nope. um we're just going <laughs> i'm playing a, a dr kennedy sinclair who is uh her pronouns are she her and she is the playbook whisper who are like arcane adept and supernatural kind of uh clairvoyance in that in that sense um in terms of supernatural i mean with like every theater kid in high school like there's a story of a theater ghost so like my high school definitely had one and steph and i went to the same high school and there were some weird things that went on like gonna be honest uh, mostly from the tech side more than anything else but like this theater ghost had its own spot like assigned seat in the theater you know because it was like the darkest spot in the whole room and like no light could get there and stuff yeah so classic theater ghost classic theater ghost jack okay hello i am playing uh salvatore faust his clients as he is a lawyer know him as angel he him pronouns and uh i have not personally encountered supernatural before as far as I know but I would be open to it so if we have any listeners out there who are uh, ghosts or something of that nature reach out to me and uh, let's talk would you prefer a ghost with earbuds in or a ghost inside the machine mmm I'll say the latter I think that'd be kind of interesting I think that's cooler too Steph Hey, so I am playing Trixie Crow Foster. She primarily goes by Crow. She uses she, her pronouns. I am playing a badass cutter. She loves to punch stuff in people. Um, so <laughs> paranormal-wise, she works as a taxi driver. She has a lot of paranormal encounters with ghosts getting into her cab. She hates them because they never <laughs> pay their fare ever so she is always <laughs> pissed off every single time she's driving a ghost because she knows she's not going to get paid she does it anyway because they kind of freak her out a little bit but it's a whole thing so that's her experience what about your experience my personal experience yeah like with ghosts yeah oh dude really 
I have I have like a lot of experience with actual paranormal things. I am a diehard paranormal believer. I see lots of ghosts. So, cheers. <laughs> do Do you have That's a favorite? True. She had a haunted. She's got a haunted antique that someone got her once as like a gift. It was like here you go. Here's a haunted clock. What was it? It was a. It's a music box, but it's like broken, where like the top half isn't on it. Yeah. So I guess they. That's a horrible start. Yeah. (laughs) They went to uh, lots of different thrift stores and stuff to try and find something until finally they found someone that had an object that they believed was haunted, and it definitely was. Freak that thing. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. Nice. John! Okay. Hi. Um, I am playing Alex Shorts Rockfall, um, and he is a wonderful little leech that I am playing as a demolitions expert. Um, Should be a lot of fun. He likes to look at explosions uh, rather than look away from them. He, him are his pronouns, by the way. And when it comes to me, I live in southern Louisiana, so I see the corporate side of ghosts all of the time. Everything is haunted. It makes the price of the house go up. So I feel like every day I see at least something that's haunted. But personally, no, I have not seen any ghosts. God, the number of ghosts in business suits who just like walk around thinking they own the streets. Oh, is man, it's, it's perfect. Really insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, Meg. Hi, so I am going to be playing Jacqueline Foster, who is Crow's younger sister. She uses she, her pronouns. Uh, she is from the Lurk book, so she's really sneaky and likes to blend into the shadows. Um, I, as far as if I have had any experience with the supernatural, probably. I don't know, though, but probably. Maybe it'll happen tonight. Maybe it'll happen Ooh. tonight. If any of my pictures fall off my wall, I will credit it as a ghost. Good. Amazing. As they deserve, now yeah. that you've called them out. Mm-hmm. With that long introduction out of the way, here's where we begin. Our scoundrels have been asked to the abandoned Melrose mansion by the young heir of the family, Pieter Melrose. It is public knowledge that his parents died recently, and while they did not care for their parents' mansion, the young Pieter is curious to know what he has inherited. While he is busy with the paperwork and non-material goods, he has chosen you, or you have joined due to your connections with those invited without his knowledge, to figure out the condition and contents of the mansion and report back to him. He has allotted that each of you may take with you one item from the mansion as payment for this deed, so long as you show it to him, and as his family inheritance is not yet in his full control. Let's begin with Crow and Jacqueline. Crow and Jacqueline, where would you like to begin around the mansion? I feel like Crow would probably approach from the front, so I'd probably just knock on the front door, so I'd be standing right outside. Cool. What about you, Jacqueline? Um, I think that Jacqueline would probably follow Crow sort of up the sort of main, I'm guessing since it's a fancy mansion, um, up the driveway and all that together, but I think she'll probably peel off and do some kind of snooping around, uh, see if there's like a wine cellar access from the outside, or um, perhaps just an alternative entrance, because it's a little suspicious to just go trouncing right up to the front door. 
Yeah, why don't we just have our first action roll? What action <gasps> would you like to use to snoop around the outside of this mansion? Um, I would like to use... Su- Let's go with survey. Survey sounds great. Survey is like perception and looking around and stuff in this game. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and roll survey. How many pips do you have in uh, survey? So I have two pips in survey. So awesome. I'm rolling two dice. Yeah. And I add uh, them and- together. Yes, and your position for this is risky for standard effect. Okay. Well, we are off to a great start, folks. I rolled a three. That's your highest? That So, oh, the highest is a two. I thought I was adding them up. Nope, a two. You rolled a two and a I one? I rolled a two and a one. Okay, you begin by um, walking around the exterior of this mansion And not long after you round the western corner where you see the exterior of what looks like an attached greenhouse section, there's these large panes of glass that are kind of fogged up by the heat inside, you come across a uh, hunchbacked, large, uh, woolen-coated, he's got a green scarf around his neck and a bunch of stubble, he's wearing a bowler hat. This looks to be a groundskeeper of the mansion, um, who you know from, uh, Pieter to be known as Mr. Crump, um, and Mr. Crump immediately is, like, right around the corner when you're walking right around, and he says, already snooping around where you're not supposed to be, hmm? go back to the front entrance. I'll keep keeping my eye on you later. Um, You're not going to take any harm or stress for this, but know that Mr. Crump has his eye on you, and you only gain a slight bit of information about the exterior of the house. You see no other entrances around this side. Um, I think then, sort of in response, Jacqueline is going to kind of she's got her Walkman with her and she's going to slip her headphones on over and turn her music up and roll her eyes and just kind of creep off. <laughs> he shouts after you, it's unlocked by the way. Stupid kids. He just turns around and walks away. Um, would you two like to enter the front door? Yeah, I do. Awesome. Kennedy and Shorts, are you also entering through the front? I would suppose so. I think... The two of us are the oldest of the group, I believe. That's probably true, yeah. I think taking the direct route, probably stepping out of the old car or something like that, we just go, I at least I go straight to the front door. Great. Um, and how about uh, Salvatore and Jonathan Smith? Where are you entering? Uh, we, I talked about this a little bit. I was thinking just, uh, I wouldn't see any reason not to just go right up to the front door. I don't, what, what are you thinking, yeah, we're Jonathan? We're on, on a, like, official business. I, I, am there, like, benevolently. We're, we're gonna go show respect, go to the front door. Certainly. Great. And last but not least, B, how are you entering? Um, I am not going through the front door. <laughs> I am, um going to is there a sort of like servants quarters or anything like that or or some sort of um less used area of the house i'm assuming that i could enter through let's find out if you find something like that by using an action what action would you like to use um i guess probably the say at the same like survey right because i'm looking for something so yeah let's call this uh also risky for standard effect 
Gotcha. Um, and I have one tick, so I roll one, right? Correct. Perfect. I rolled a five. Great. You start to prowl. Um, luckily, you go around the east side. Maybe you spot Mr. Crump around the west side, um, and you start to head around the east side. You don't see anything like a servant's quarters, but you do see a very large three-door garage on the east side that looks like it has a door that would enter from the outside into this garage. Around the back side of the mansion, you see that there would have been an extremely tall, two-story stained glass window at the back, um, but due to the wear and tear of this building, that window has been shattered, so that is also a means of entrance. Um, and additionally, as you continue circling around, you find that same greenhouse area, and on the north side of those glass-windowed walls of the greenhouse, you also see a glass door that looks like it could be entered from the outside. Which door would you like to go through? I think B first comes across the three-car garage and looks at the door and says, mm, that's too easy, kind of to herself. Um, and she will keep going and go through the shattered stained glass, probably. Awesome. And here is where your consequence for rolling a five comes through. There is no easy way over this shattered glass. So if you want to hop this glass, I'm going to have you take a level one harm called cut up. For sure. I accept my level one harm. Great. Yes, B is now in the back. Inside this room, you see that it is two stories tall with the second floor consisting of a balcony that overlooks the ground floor. The east and west walls of both floors are floor-to-ceiling bookshelves, and each wall has a rolling ladder to allow access to the higher shelves. At the back of the room, which is where you have entered, a round stage with a grand piano sits in front of the massive glass windows which have shattered, leaving glass shards both inside and outside the main hall. As you enter and step foot onto their marble floors, every string on the piano seems to resonate with your steps as though to welcome you. Let's go back to the people in the entryway, um, and let's start with Crow. Crow, you're in this main hallway. Everybody except for B is in this main hallway, and you are standing on a thick maroon rug. To your right and left, there are heavy-set wooden doors with immaculate carvings, and in front of you there are two curving staircases that lead up to a second floor, which frame large double doors on the ground floor. This room has significant water damage that has warped the flooring and stained the carpet, as it seems the roof above is leaking. Where would you like to go, Crow? I don't feel like I would move anywhere quite yet more so than like a couple of steps forward. I am looking for someone who owns the house or has invited me there. Um, I feel a little bit rude snooping. Um, I'm here on a job, so. For sure. What about Dr. Kennedy? Uh, yeah, I would like to know if there are any ghosts around because I think that I've met some ghosts in the past who continue to do what they knew in life and so potentially there is a butler ghost or something in the area who is still doing his butler things. Sure. Uh, so I want to see if I can try and find any ghosts in this entryway. 
for sure. What action would you like to roll to see if there are any ghosts around? I would like to try and attune, I think. Of course, attune is perfect for that. How many pips do you have in attune? I have two. Great. So, so I roll two and take the higher. Exactly. Well, following Meg's uh, lead, I rolled a two and one. Go Great. team. Oh no. Um, you are begin almost like standing, meditating, trying to sense ghosts in the area. And instead of feeling any ghosts, you feel as though someone somewhere is watching you right now. And I would like you to take a level one harm called paranoid. Are we resisting harm as well, or just stress? You cannot resist stress. You can only resist harm. Oh. So I can just say I'd like to resist. Yep. Try and resist this? Yeah. Okay, I'll try and resist it then. Great. Um, let's have you roll an... Let's have you roll a resolve. So however many pips are on the left side of that line is how you're going to roll. And you're going to subtract that from six stress that you would normally take by resisting. Okay, so I have two pips on the left. Great. So you're going to roll two dice, take the better, and you're going to subtract that number from the six stress that you would take by resisting. I rolled a five and a four, so I'm going to subtract five. Yeah, so you only take one stress. And take one stress. So I take one stress in place of the one harm. Exactly. Resisting can work out pretty well that way. Nice. All right. Um, Jacqueline, what are you doing in this main hall? Um, I just want to make sure I have it right. You said that there is like a staircase that leads up to a second floor, and there's also right. a left or a right doorway that one could take. Right doorway, left doorway, straight ahead double doors, and also two stairs going up. I see. Um, I think Jacqueline's going to kind of turn over toward Crow, um, and she's going to say... There's a lot more people here than I like to have around. How do we feel about just kind of... And she'll kind of nod her head towards the doorway on the right. I, I mean, I don't know. We haven't even really, like, found the the human or the whomever, like, invited us here. I, I don't know. What if there's, like, ghosts? Like, I don't want to freaking deal with that. Fucking ghosts. I hope there are ghosts. That would be nice. It would not be nice. They don't pay money when they're supposed to. So fuck those guys. I That's I'll be true. I'll be good at that. I'm gonna be a freaking exorcist. You know, like fast as I can. I see a ghost. Gonna freaking oh. smash that thing in the brain that it doesn't have. It's hard to punch ghosts in the face. <laughs> I've tr- I I tried. I think while this punching ghost conversation is happening, Jacqueline's just going to kind of slink off towards the, the right door. Um, you head through these two rooms on the right, and you come to probably a very oh. disturbing hallway. This hallway seems to be lined with guest rooms, but a trail of blood convenes across the carpeted hallway that connects the four guest mm. rooms, leading to Hold the on. end of the hallway to the north. The hallway is separated in two by a gap in the floor, which serves as a porthole to what looks to be a cellar in the basement below. Um, If you would peek into one of the guest rooms that you have easy access to, it has a single bed, a quaint wardrobe, and a small desk with a mirror. Additionally, 
The bed in every room you see has an arcane sigil under each cot, made of the same blood that stains the sheets of each bed and the hallway outside. What would you like to do? Ew. Um. <laughs> that's, the, that's the correct reaction, for sure. This is gross. Yucky. Um, let's see. What would I like to do? Um, so the blood on the floor, I think I'd like to survey it. Does it seem like, uh, not in the guest rooms particularly, but the blood in the hallway, does it look like it was trailed somewhere, or does it look more purposeful? So I will survey. survey, and hopefully it'll go a little better than the first time. Survey sounds great for that. Okay, that one's a four. Great. Um, you are checking out this blood on the floor you definitely realize that um it is coming from inside the rooms and being like almost there was a body that was dragged up the hallway to the north okay um and uh you're so focused on looking at the blood and following this trail you forget about the hole in the middle of the hallway that has been like sunken and caved in and i need you to make another action roll to see if you are going to fall into this hole into the basement. Okay. Um, do I get to choose which one I would like to do for that? You can make your case, for sure. Okay. Um, I mean, ideally I would do Prowl, because I have two in that one, but I have a hard time rationalizing that one, so let's go and say Finesse, maybe? Either of those sound good for me. You think Prowl is okay? I think Prowl would be okay. I would like to Prowl, please, and thanks. Great. This role is um, desperate for standard effect. Okay. So higher stakes then. Higher stakes. Okay, that's another four. Great. So you don't fall in, but as you catch yourself on the ledge, both of your hands make contact in the blood, and you just like are looking at the blood on your hands, And as you're looking at it, it starts to boil and, like, burn into your hands. And then you blink your eyes, and it's not boiling anymore. It's just completely covering your palms and your fingers. And I would like you to take a level one harm called hallucinating. Okay. Um, With resisting, it starts out with, like, six, and then I can subtract from it. Um, for stress, how do I reduce that? Or is it just, like, I'm trying to decide if I want to try and save my stress, or I don't know. That's a really good point. In a normal Blades in the Dark game, during downtime, which Mm -hmm. is, like, in between jobs, you would be able to act on your vice, and that would be able to reduce stress. Um, you might not have a way to act on your vice right now, so that is all up to you. Cool. I think I'll just take the level one harm then. Great. Thanks, I guess. (laughs) Um, quote-unquote Jonathan Smith, where would you like to go? You've seen some people chat, and you also saw Jacqueline go through the right doors. Okay, I'd like to greet everyone who's here right now. It's like... Hello, my children. Thank you for coming to the uh, uh, execution of this, uh, the will of this, the dearly departed. Uh, uh, yes. Mm. 
uh, Shorts is going to proceed to light a cigarette in this foyer. Be like, well, I don't know if I'm your child, but nice to meet you too. And we're he's all take a draw. We're all children together. We're all it's that's yep. We're all children. It's it's a it's a it's a church thing. You wouldn't get it. It's okay. <laughs> Spoken like a true man of the faith. <laughs> Welcome to Bible study. <laughs> Wise words from an exceptionally pious man. I say. I know this uh, man you. well. Thank you, Angel. We I know we're all here in good faith. We just wanted the best for Peter and uh, his his uh, dearly departed father. Right. Uh, I would also like to use the consort action with Peter. Is he here? Is he on the grounds? Do we know that? None of you have seen Peter yet. Okay. Then I maybe I'll take the consort action with uh, Mr. Crump. Sure. Mr. Crump at this point like enters, um, and he says. Ugh. I went to church once. <laughs> wasn't wasn't too great. Uh, would that's you like to roll? <laughs> that's because I wasn't there. That's fine. Well, you come to my church sometime. It'll be you'll have a great time. Cool. Mr. I'll Crump. say that this is a you. risky for standard effect. A control okay. roll. Um, a three would be the highest of the two. Um, Mr. Crump scoffs at you and turns to go back outside and says Master Melrose will hire anybody these days and he slams the front door behind him as he leaves good what a piece of shit (laughs) oh do not do not don't hate him he's just grieving too we have sympathy and compassion for the people of this fine estate I mean like I get that but I couldn't he like be helpful or something or like Tell us where this guy is. Like, I'm here on a job. Grief, like, grief I, I could... can come in many forms. Like oh. being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those forms. Apparently, yeah. I mean, I just, I, I just want to get this done and and check this place out. Or like, I I could just go do something else. You know, like I, I'm losing money. I I could be at my taxi right now, like driving people around, and instead I'm here. So uh, if we could get this rolling. That'd be excellent. Jonathan, you did roll a three, and only you hear the consequence to your actions as other people are talking and you're sometimes listening. Um, The lock in the front door clicks shut. Oh, shit. That's not shady at all, Mr. (laughs) Crump. Um, I'm going to try to remain calm and not tip off anybody that the door has locked assuming that I'm the only one who heard it, like you said. You are, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to... I'm going to play it cool. Do you want to move anywhere in the house, or would you like to remain here for the time being? I think I'm going to be the... try to be the last to leave, just kind of arbitrate the people who are here for now. Great. Uh, Mr. Faust, what would you like to do? Okay. So, I think I would... well... I was thinking about uh, talking to our groundskeeper friend, but that's that's maybe no longer an option. So I think I'm going to go up to uh, to the good doctor, and uh, perhaps I've noticed that she's a little shaken. I'm going to say, uh, Doctor, you look you look a little unwell. Are you are you all right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 nothing. I'm mm. sure I'm sure it's nothing. 
Very well. Any you know, you know ghosts, they can be kind of finicky. Ghosts? Did you say? Anything you uh, your uh, your academic eye has has noticed? Yeah, since we've gone. Um, not 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 anything um, concrete uh, 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 quite uh, quite yet, but um I'll let you know if if I, if I do. I appreciate that very much. I'm glad I can trust you on that. And uh, since we're on this 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 topic, what do you say? We just to make sure nothing happens. You you look a little maybe out of your out of your element out here in the field. You have my back in in uh, in making sure that everybody just gets in, does their job, gets out just fine, and no. No distractions. Can I trust you on that? And he holds out his hand. She looks... She's just kind of, like, looking all over the place at the moment, still kind of acting a little paranoid. Um, and just kind of is like, uh, yeah, yeah, but doesn't shake your hand. Just... Hmm. Yeah, um... I, I, I'm sure we all have things to do outside of this, so, you know... I I disagree with you there. I I'm just here to do the job. What do you mean by that? Oh, oh I mean I mean like after this, right? Like we come do the job and 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 then, and then we have lives to go back to, right? Right. All right. That's fine. I will uh I'll walk back to my spot and uh I think I'm going to stay in here. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to try and explore or anything like that. I'm a little, a little on edge. All right. Shorts, what would you like to do? Shorts, first off, is going to give like a look to Dr. Kennedy. Like an are you okay? Like after that whole interaction, just hearing (laughs) that go down gives him the chills even. And he's a little bit aloof at times. Um, but he, he her gives, eyes are just super wide. He kind of, uh, shorts without really saying anything, takes a drag on his cigarette again. Cause that's his trope apparently. Um, and gestures towards the door on the left as he heads towards it, like gesturing Dr. Kennedy to follow along. Sure. Would the two of you like to both go in that yeah. room? Yeah. Yes. She wants to not be in the same room as Angel pretty much as quickly as possible. Great. I feel like that's that's understandable. <laughs> very fair. Uh, uh, she's she's also not very subtle about it. So yeah, I, I mean, I know we don't have like insight checks here, but it, you know, it's pretty. I, I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Shorts <laughs> does give a look to like everybody else in the room of like we're going this way. <laughs> Sounds just good. to let everyone know. The two of you enter into this room that looks to be a very well-decorated study. Um, a typewriter and many loose papers sit on a broad desk, and bookshelves line the northern wall. Near the desk is a drink cart, a large globe, and a bearskin rug. What would you two like to do in this room? I Can I look through the papers on the desk? Sure. Um, sure. Let's have an action. What action would Sweet. you like to use? Um, I think there is only... I would love to be able to wreck the papers, but I don't think that that is too appropriate. Um, 
So I shall study them. <laughs> Great. That sounds perfect. Um, because of this situation, I think that this is controlled for standard effect. Controlled for okay. standard effect. So that is just one, correct? Because I only have one. You don't want to throw a grenade at the papers? Perfect. I, you know, <laughs> depending on how this goes, <laughs> it might be there. That is going to be a five. A five. Awesome. Is there anything in particular you're looking for in these papers? I am I am looking for uh, possible mentions of, uh, you know, casual, uh, de destructible weapon, you know, weapons of mass destruction kind of thing. Pop, you know, just, just anything explosive. Um, yeah. Anything. Casually. That's, casually. That's your job, after all. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Um, you, you do actually find some papers, not specifically about explosive devices, but there is one paper in particular that catches your eye, um, and it is a missive from the pre, like, abandonment military of this city-state, um, and it reads shortly, um, that they have detected unstable substances within the vicinity of this mansion and that they should vacate the premises. And it's like, this is an order by the government. You need to get out of your house. Reading that, uh, holding, like, holding the paper in front of my face, I look up from the top of the sheet and peer over at Dr. Kennedy and I shake the paper in front of me and proceed to keep walking <laughs> i think i i think dr kennedy probably knows the look that shorts <laughs> is giving yeah. which is oh i have found something that excites me in the way that normal people don't get excited about <laughs> for sure um and you did roll a five and you got your success but your consequence is that because this mansion has been abandoned for such a long time there is a thick layer of dust on many, many things, and you have left a paper-sized partial rectangle of no dust on this desk where you have removed this page. Mm. Perfectly fine. Let's return to B, who did not enter with everybody else and is in the Grand Hall. What would you like to do in this room, B? Uh, yeah, that whole piano thing's kind of creepy, so I'm going away from there. Uh -huh. um, so I think I would just sort of uh, the, the heels of my uh, boots will sort of just like clack down the marble f uh, flooring as I walk forward and as I'm in the center of the room I'm gonna look side to side and then I'm gonna whisper to my shoulder I think there's some stuff going on here go check it out and from behind my ponytail a little rat pops up um, by the way so B has a scar over her right eye. This rat has a scar over its left eye. Um, and uh, so she sort of kneels down. The rat hops off and uh, she nods and says, go see what's in the other room, Mark. Um, and goes forward. Um, and I'm going to see if my rat can get under the double doors to see if anyone's at the entrance. Sure. And I'm going to use my mind link to... For my vision to go to my rat's vision awesome what action are you and your rat mark using if i'm looking for uh signs of life could i swing hunt maybe? sure absolutely hunt sounds perfect Amazing. for that 
Um, and this is risky for standard effect. For sure. Uh, I got two ticks and I got a five. So Great. with my advantage. Um, you, through Mark's uh, eye, see uh, your paws like scratch a little bit at the wooden floor to make a little gap. And his little head pokes out and then his ears are like folded back under the door and then they pop up too like on the other side of the door and you see everyone that is in the lobby um however behind b a song starts playing on the piano this detuned empty room piano it sounds like if rain was just falling on the keys and causing each key to play and the rain starts falling faster and faster it's very dissonant clanging sounds and um i am going to cause you as your consequence to take a level one harm called shaken uh can i try to resist that as my um, vision briefly like comes back to me as I switch back and I pull out uh, my rifle. <laughs> sure. I don't think the rifle is going to give you any advantage on this roll. Oh, I don't but think so either. No, I love it, the it's flavor. More just, yeah, it's more just the flavor for it. Um, and I believe that this will be a resolve resist roll. It's the bravery. Resolve. Do you have pips on the left hand side? Yeah, I have one pip, and I okay. rolled a three, so it's six minus three is six minus three, three stress, right? So take three stress, correct. Perfect. And you now know pretty much the location of everybody else that is inside the Melrose Mansion. Amazing. Yeah, everyone who's left in the room, I guess, uh, sees just this little rat face peeking out from under the door, uh, and then it scoots back a little bit um, as I call mark back to my side i'm gonna head towards those doors yeah um and i'm i'm just gonna walk through because this seems to be where the action is great what happens then anybody else in the lobby area it's just uh let's see there's four of us in there now yeah Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm and a person who did not enter the house through the front doors with you has it's just barged in. It's a yes. ghost. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just Peter. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, you must walk, be Peter. <laughs> uh, I walk in the room. I say, "Not Peter. That room's creepy as shit." Nice to meet you. I do like a little half nod, and I just keep walking to the right. <laughs> awesome. Um, you join a recently fallen over Jacqueline um, and you also see an open door leading to one of these guest rooms and the smears of blood on the floor leading to the door to the north and Jacqueline what would you like to do at this point you see B come in I imagine this is a very incriminating look for her <laughs> uh, B comes up she's got blood on her hands probably smeared over her overalls <laughs> like blood smeared all over the hallway too um and i think she's gonna look up at b and say um a bit messier in here than other places be careful there's a hole in the in the ground over there good to see you again b hey kid 
Um, yeah, this looks kind of like shit. It's kind of fucked, not gonna lie. Um, I think that uh, Jacqueline is gonna kind of wipe off her hands a little bit as best as she can. Um, and she's gonna sort of rummage around in her pack and pull out some climbing gear that she has with her. I, 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 I. Amazing. Um, and she, I'm guessing it's like a rope and a harness and something. I think she's gonna hand one end to B. <laughs> And she's going to strap herself in and she's going to say, I was going to check out the hole. Um, can you hang on to that? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm kind of on a time crunch, though, so let's speed it up, please. You got it. I'll wrap it around my arm and keep hold of it. Okay. And then I would Great. like to use prowl to prowl down the hole. <laughs> You're, like, repelling using yeah. these help down the hole. Awesome. Yeah. Go for it. I will say that this is risky for standard effect. Okay. It's it's no longer desperate because you're using your climbing gear. Oh. That's that's what that is. We love to see it. Okay. That's a four. That's my good number this game, I guess. Okay. (laughs) Um, you definitely get down into the basement. I'm gonna shift over the map in one second so you can see the room that you're in. (laughs) Um, The consequence is that the rope is stuck on the like shards of wood where the floor has broken in. So other people could possibly climb down and climb up, but it won't be as easy for them because they're not repelling like you did where the rope is like giving you uh, taut stuff and you didn't have to use any muscle or anything. If uh, the rope's stuck and I don't have to hold onto it anymore, can I follow? Sure. Let's get B's roll to join down there. Um, could I possibly sway this as, like, finesse as I sort of Absolutely. down there? Yeah, for Perfect. sure. This yeah. is now controlled for standard effect because the rope has been left behind. For sure. Um, four. Four. You get down there, no problem. Uh, you feel as you're climbing down that... The wood is, like, tearing a little bit at the rope with its jagged edges, but it's no problem right now. You make it down just fine. This basement cellar is obviously extremely well-stocked. Barrels and shelves full of various bottles line the room. A long skid of blood stretches from a northeast door to a door on the west. Let's go back upstairs. Salvatore and Jonathan. You guys are the only two left... In, well, I guess Crow is still in the lobby, too. And Crow. Salvatore, Jonathan, and Crow are the only ones left mm-hmm. in the lobby area. Would you three like to move anywhere? For now, I would like to just uh, stand with Angel and stare at Crow and try to make her uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> hoping she leaves the room and, like, maybe Im- implying that we'd like some privacy. Classic man. Just I'm sorry, that was mean. <laughs> Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Fucking men. <laughs> I don't believe How that, does... I'm sorry. <laughs> How does Crow react to this? Uh, I don't like that, dude. Don't know why he's staring at me like that, but uh, my eyes are up I'm here, smile- sir. Oh, I should have mentioned, sorry, I'm like smiling, I'm being kindly, but it's kind of creepy. We're just silently staring at you, not saying anything. We. I'm not trying to scour, just like, you know, we. scowl at you. Uh, you'll, you'll have to forgive my, my associate here. He's deep in, deep in contemplative prayer. 
Era. My name is Salvatore. Who are you? Oh, God. No, I, I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna go look for my sisters, and uh, we'll we'll talk later. Maybe I don't know. She went this way. I, I'm out. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, thanks for your time. No. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. Um, I am gonna go into the right door um, after my sister, and I am looking for her in this room. Great. You see the same. Uh blood-stained hallway and the odd beds with the sigils underneath them and you see a rope extending down into a hole at the bottom or in the middle of the hallway uh, Jackie Jackie <laughs> Jackie I don't I no likey this Jackie you piece of shit will you please we're not hide-and-seek is not cool man um, I, I am going to inch toward the hole and peer down, um, a little bit afraid of heights, so just nervously peering yeah. down. Can I see her down there? Or do I see the bottom? Yeah, it's a little, it's a little dim down there, but you can see Jacqueline and B both down there. It seems like B has just made the descent and is wiping off her hands on her pants. Jacqueline just kind of waves up a little bit. There's a rope. Yeah, no, no, ma'am. Mm-mm, not doing that. That's not going to hold me. You seen these muscles? No effing way, dude. No way. And so now my, my question is that how, how deep is this or how far down is the floor? It's a little bit baffling to you. There is the wooden floor mm-hmm. and then there's like a foot and a half of solid concrete foundation. And then there's a layer of gravel and then there's a layer of dirt that's another about foot. And then there's the concrete ceiling of the cellar, and then it's like an eight-foot drop below that. It's like a 10 to 12-foot drop. Okay, do we feel like one of, one of the mattresses from one of these beds would fit if I were to uh, manhandle them and fling a shove a mattress down this hole to the floor? Sure, I love that. If you want to grab a bloody mattress and throw it down the hole. Yeah, I'm a woman. I'm not afraid of blood. You know what? Good point. I will change your role. If you want to roll, like, jump down onto this mattress, Mm -hmm. I will change it from desperate to risky. Ooh, cool. (laughs) But it will have great effect. Okay. Um... Okay, what do I roll for that? Because I don't remember. That's a good question. Finesse mm. wouldn't be bad. Prowl wouldn't be S- bad. Skirmish, maybe? Skirmish is more about fighting, but if you want to, okay. like, pile drive this mattress. Yes, I do. Mattress, <laughs> awesome. Roll yes, I, uh, yes, skirmish ma'am. action to pile drive this mattress. My fictional okay. sister is so cool. I feel like this manifest. <laughs> you said that... You said that Crow wasn't a fan of heights, so I feel like you, like, using, like, an extreme wrestling move is the way of convincing yourself that this is an okay height to jump from. It just makes it epic. From terrifying to epic. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Okay, go ahead and roll skirmish. Ooh, I got a five. Awesome. Um, You easily land on this mattress, 
Um, unfortunately, this is like a really old blood rusty box spring mattress. And one of the springs, when you land on it, pierces through the top of the mattress and pokes you in the side. And I would like you to take a level one harm called pierced parentheses tetanus, question mark, and parentheses. (laughs) Okay. Okay, here's my argument for that. My argument is that I am low-key, not me personally, just FYI, but uh, Crow low-key is an alcoholic. So, so if I if I were to uh, pull some some alcohol, like one of the little bottles out of my little pouch, you know, that I have with me, and, and dump it on on my wound, is there any way I, I could argue that? You could use that alcohol to resist the harm. Okay, that's what I would do. Sure, that sounds like a prowess um, resist roll to me. Yo, this dice is my best friend today i rolled a five so is that six minus five is one you only take one stress yeah. amazing Dude, that nice. badass you know yeah you immediately just like out of your bag just like pull a bottle of whiskey and sterilize your wound using alcohol yeah dude yeah I feel dude. Like this is probably like not a big deal for jacqueline who has probably seen this happen multiple occasions <laughs> Yeah, I think B's brow furrows uh, with the just emotional and mental whiplash of seeing this person look down a hole, toss down a mattress, fall on the mattress, get stabbed by the mattress, pop up, <laughs> and then just start putting alcohol on their wound. And I no think sh- all she can say is she turns to Crow and just says, Badass. <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> that was a waste of good alcohol, if anything, so... That's how much I love you. <laughs> Jacqueline just kind of gives like a, a nod, thumbs up, like, thanks kind of vibe. And Crow is now also in the basement. Let's return to the ground floor where Shorts and Dr. Kennedy are currently in the study. What would the two of you like to do? We, I would like to continue moving in this area, going through the next door. Great. The study. I'm imagining Dr. Kennedy is very, like, adamantly trying to hold me back from, like, kicking open doors at this point. Because there is some validity (laughs) to something that I have heard. So now I am excited. She, She, like, puts her arm in front of him like a clothesline. And and just opens the door and it, I'm sure it creaks open or whatever before before shorts can just completely like kick it down. <laughs> it does open with a creak. It is a heavier door than you expected it to be, and you can tell why immediately as a wave of musty but muggy air hits both of you. Um, you are entering what looks to be a greenhouse. This room is a half parlor and half greenhouse. To the west, there are large greenhouse windows that come to a peak matching the roof above you. Various dead plants are scattered about the room, neglected for many years. However, the climate inside this room is bordering tropical. It seems as though the glass and the sealed doors you entered through have done their job in this respect. On the east side of the room are various lounging chairs, couches, and small tables, some of which have abandoned drinks and books. Above, there looks to be a walkway that would be used to water hanging plants and vines of the room. 
what would the two of you like to do here? I would like to start walking around a little bit. I'm avoiding getting close to any of the plants. Okay. Kind of sticking towards the back wall away from the windows. Yeah. Um, But I would like to know if there's anything. I'm going to try and gather info and see if there's anything supernatural about this area. Sweet. Is that another attune roll? Yeah, and also I'm going to use my ghost mind ability, which says that you're always aware of supernatural entities in your presence. You can add a dice when you gather info about the supernatural. Amazing. Perfect use of that ability. Go ahead Beautiful. and roll that attune. And I will say that this is risky for standard effect. Regular old roll. Alright. So I've got two pips and a tune and plus a dice. So that's three dice that I'm going to roll. That one was... Uh, okay. My highest was a four. Out of three dice! Yikes. Um, <laughs> you do get a success with a consequence. Um, you actually do see a ghost in this room. Um, for two almost like frames of walking as though it's like they took a step and you could see them for a second and then they disappeared and then they took a step and you could see them for a second and then they disappeared you recognize this as the former matron of the mansion um, who would be peter's mother and she looks to be walking from the exterior door that leads outside from the greenhouse um towards the study and she the ghost of this matronly woman is crying tears of blood and looks to be in a hurry. And that is your consequence, is that I'm going to give you a level 2 harm called oh Haunted. <laughs> oh. Scary! <laughs> okay, what if so I... <laughs> Does resist- resisting is just the same, though? Yeah, resisting a level 2 harm is resisting a level 1 harm. Okay, well, I would like to try and not be haunted. Sure, you can resist this. Um, Because you used a tune to do this, let's have your resist be a resolve resist. Okay. And remember that you can always push yourself or ask me for a devil's bargain on these rolls, everybody. Do we have to do that before or after we roll? (laughs) You have to do it before you roll. I'm going going to roll. Okay. Okay, I got a four. Great, so you only take two stress. I will take that. You guys have been <laughs> rolling the, really good. Over the good. level two harm. Yeah, Woo! you guys have been rolling really good on your resist rolls, which is good so far. Um, Shorts, what would you like to do in the greenhouse? Um, you also see this ghost, by the way. I also see the ghost. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's as though you see, like, Dr. Kennedy looking around the room with purpose, and it seems as Mm -hmm. though she, like, pulls this ectoplasmic being, like, from history into this room. That's so cool. Are there any plants in here that are two-story that go up to... The ghost is on the balcony, correct? Yes. The, The ghost was on the ground floor. Oh, on the ground floor. There's... There's a door, there's a door, like, here, and Ah. she walked through that door, like, towards you, basically, towards the door into the study. Shorts is first going to take a look at Dr. Kennedy, just to make sure that she is okay. Again, doing that look of, are are you fine? She gives, like, a shaky thumbs up. (laughs) Before 
quickly turning back around and this time kicking the door open to see where the ghost goes. <laughs> awesome. Um, how are you going to roll to follow this ghost? Oh, wreck. Absolutely. Can so I do wreck? You're using wreck to make your path easier to be able to follow. Yes. Awesome. Go ahead and roll that. Would you like to push yourself or take a devil's bargain? I am I going to take a devil's bargain over something can, so dra- like so minimal? You can ask like, "Hey, what is the devil's bargain?" and then you can choose to accept <laughs> it or not accept it. I was about to say depends are you a coward or not? <laughs> what? Oh, shit. oh. Can I can I take the devil's bargain without knowing it now? Sure. <laughs> Let's see your roll and let's see what the consequences I'm gonna, are. I'm going to take the devil's bargain. So I get, get three add dice an additional now. dice. Yeah. Cool. This is going to sound and great. That's how we get things done, people. We threaten people and call them cowards. That is a six. <gasps> Did you roll two Let's sixes? Go. One, Just one six. six. Great. So you have no consequences to this. Amazing devil's bargain. Um, you kick this door open and you see this ghost almost solidifying even more than before in the greenhouse as though following it is what it wants you to do it walks steadily through the study door and back into the entryway and then it begins walking up the stairs i know it's not my turn but like this is my whole deal i really want to go you want to go with yeah sure the (laughs) the extra effect of your six can be that dr kennedy can come with you vibes perfect thank you (laughs) awesome yeah Um, i follow when we return back to the two of you we will start with you upstairs cool let's go to basement crew basement crew basement crew basement crew you are in this cellar there is a door to the northeast there's a door to the west there's a bunch of alcohol all over the place (laughs) some of it's shattered some of it's not and just like upstairs in the hallway there is uh, a thick streak of blood that goes from the northeast door to the west door. I'm going to follow the blood. All right. You want to go into this next room? Yeah. Awesome. I'm just, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to look at the uh, two sisters and say, well, uh, got to get shit done. So you can come with if you want. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm going to follow all this shit. Awesome. Did the two of you follow B into this next room to the west? I think that Jacqueline is going to kind of look around through these boxes. Um, just kind of, I mean, she's a scavenger by trade. Um, and she knows that she's allowed to take, like, one item with her, but, you know, mm-hmm. it won't hurt to do a little bit of digging around while I'm here. Sure. Um, what about you, Crow? Are you staying with Jacqueline? I'm definitely not going to follow the blood. Well, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. So, B is is heading that way and saying they're getting stuff done. And um, Crow would probably remark back, what does that mean? Like, get stuff done? Because, you know, we're here to, to like, what, document everything that's here for some dude that apparently isn't even home, you know? Like, maybe digging through the blood-spattered basement that I uh, had to John Cena my way into is not the proper way to do this. So I'm really feeling like I'm all good. I'm a wait a second. Uh, I just, I'm going to process what's happening. 
So. Yeah, as I walk through the door, I just turn around in the doorway, kind of over my shoulder, and I say, if this was your home, and there was a trail of blood leading everywhere, wouldn't you want it documented where it leads? This is your home? No. <laughs> no, we were told to document things for the person who's... It's I the job. See where Do you're we not? Going with that, I was confused because yeah. it made it sound like for a, a second there that this was you. I, you know what? I no. I have my music in when I. I've never I been here before. I'm just going on, so I just maybe missed that part. Sorry, my bad. It's... She's gonna go back to the boxes and look for some batteries. You all <laughs> ramble a lot, don't you? Is this like a sister thing? The rambling. I imagine Jacqueline kind of looks at Crow and just nods. Uh. I summon my rat mark back onto my shoulder, and I just keep walking to the blood splatter. All right, let's resolve B entering this new room first. This sturdily built room has three workstations, one to the northwest, one to the northeast, and the largest occupying the center of the room. There are various tools, bottles, contraptions, and objects lying about the room, as though abandoned in the midst of a project. The same streak of blood from the cellar continues from this room to the southwest wall. I really gave myself the hardest consonant-filled <laughs> sentence in the world right there. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to do in this room? Uh, I'm gonna yell out to... Because I kind of know what Jacqueline does and be like, There's a chest of weird shit in here. Um... And I'll, I'll just sort of, can I just look that stuff over at a glance real quick? Can I survey that? Sure. Go ahead and roll survey. We'll call this One! controlled. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's a um, You <laughs> are simply walking across the room and you accidentally step on one of these bottles of liquid that has like rolled off one of the workstations and onto the floor and when you do so the liquid inside immediately turns into a yellow vapor that you Ugh. just like instinctually cough and breathe in and i'm gonna need you to take a level two harm called <coughs> poisoned Ooh. oh shit um okay yeah uh, can I try to resist that? Sure. I want, yeah, I want to try to resist that. Um, let's call that a prowess resist roll. Okay. Can, can I make a devil's bargain? Sure. And roll an extra d6 uh, by not telling the people in the room behind me that I cracked something <laughs> and it's bad shit. Oh. Ooh. Uh, I like that. I thought we were workplace acquaintances. Oh, I like that. However, I'm going to add an additional layer to it that the longer Go you ahead. stay in this room, you might have to roll again to resist this poison. Gotcha. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, you uh, cough and sputter um, and uh, as you're doing so, you lose some time looking to see what is in this chest. What is your resist? Um, I got a five. Awesome. So you only take one stress. Perfect. It's not very much stress for possibly sabotaging a workplace acquaintance. Uh, yeah, I think uh, B just starts coughing and... Um, the, the thought that, like, there's going to be people following her just completely 
doesn't cross her mind because she's used to working alone. So she's just like, oh, sh- <coughs> oh, sh- <coughs> <coughs> shit. <clears throat> uh, and I'm going to go look at the chest thing just quickly. Um, inside, you see what looks to be this a weapon the size of a sawn-off shotgun, but larger and vastly different. Well, you're, you're mine. I take it. Um, let's go back to our other friends in the basement, Jacqueline and Crow. It sounded like, Jacqueline, you wanted to investigate some of these boxes, right? Yes. What do you want to roll for that? Um, could I roll survey, please? Awesome. Let's have this be controlled for standard effect. A four. A four. You are looking through these boxes, and honestly, you know, you know that wine is valuable, Mm -hmm. but you don't recognize any of these labels. They're either shit or way too expensive for you to have ever seen Mm -hmm. walking around your regular everyday life. However, you see behind one of the crates is the outline of what you know could be, like, a sliding door that's embedded into the concrete. However, when you're looking at this, you see hands begin to stretch the concrete and reach out towards you, and I'm going to need you to take a level one harm called um, Restrained. Can I resist Ugh. that? That's gross and creepy. Absolutely, you can roll to resist it. Okay, so what will that be under? What kind of roll? Let's call that prowess. Okay, we love to see it. Uh, so I have two little pips on the left side of the line, so that's two dice, and I take the higher of the yes. two. <gasps> I rolled a six! I just needed to switch dice, and then I start rolling well. Amazing. It's dice. You see these hands reaching for you, and something about your occupation, let's call it, you've been reached for many times, and you just immediately duck under these hands, and you can still hear them, like, as though it's rocks scraping against the wooden box that's right in front of you, just, like, pulling at the box and trying to get at you. And, Crow, you see these arms, too. This is not something that only Jacqueline sees. This is, like... The basement is coming alive at the two of you. Jacqueline's going to kind of, like, stay squatted down, pressing, like, her headphones, like, into her head. Eyes kind of squinched shut for a minute before she, like, scrambles away from there. Um, Crow, would you like to do anything? Yeah, I I assume I can see what's going on, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I I am going to shout to Jacqueline. Are those ghosts... She's going to lift up one of the sides of her uh, headphones. And I'm assuming that, you know, a sound that she's familiar with, the kind of ghosty sounds. Um, mm-hmm. And she's going to snap that earbud back in. And she's going to say, Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> yup, there are ghosts! <laughs> oh, nice, a bunch of fucking squatters they would be ghosts probably don't fucking pay the rent either why don't they yeah no thank you sirs no thanks i'm good (laughs) all good um crow you have done something that i am going to react to um these ghosts there are now 
eight pairs of arms that unnaturally stretch from every wall of the room and reach at you. And you hear in your head, We own this house. Leave. Um, And you are about to take a level two harm called Pulled Under. I don't like the name of that one. (laughs) Would you like to resist this harm? You know, I'm processing a clever way that I would... Uh, resist it. And, uh, you know, admittedly the best I could do, just because if, if I'm really playing Crow and not myself, w- would be that I, I would just punch it. And that's not... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> that, hey! That's, yeah, that works. I'm gonna... Can I punch it? I don't know. Yes. They're, like, coming punch from every direction. Here is... Th- here, can I make a devil's bargain for you? <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> if you roll to resist this and you roll a three or lower, you are going to take this level two harm and you're going to take a level one harm called Bloody Knuckles. <gasps> yeah. But I'll give you an extra dice. <sighs> okay. That's fine. And this is Woof! definitely a prowess resist. A harsh... You know, harsh <laughs> dungeon master. Yeah, you gotta that's do what difficult. you gotta do, baby. We got, oh my god, we knew exactly what we were getting ourselves into. Ben's like, we've been playing for an hour and nobody's died yet. Time to up the Gotta speed this up. <laughs> well, I definitely know that you guys are accumulating stress because you keep resisting everything, which is good. Yeah. Okay, your prowess. On the left-hand side of that line, dots plus an additional one because you're taking this devil's bargain. You mean a six? <gasps> Let's go! Very good. You, Let's go! You start yeah! punching at these concrete yeah! arms that are reaching at you. You take no stress, and they shrink back into the walls and disappear. Legendary behavior! <laughs> Pay your rent, pieces of shit! <laughs> Uh, I was going to make a squatter's rights joke, but... <laughs> no, there's uh, no more. <laughs> you no. Except, except we're very, like, anti-landlord, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's what I said. All right. With that, let's so return cool. to the ground floor to Salvatore and Jonathan. It seemed like before you wanted to have a private conversation, and now it seems like a good time to do that. Yeah, that, uh, I think that prayer business fooled that nice lady that you creeped out, but, uh... Ah, thanks for that one. Yeah, 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 but is there is there something you wanted to talk with me about? Yeah, I just wanted to check in, say, like, how sweet a gig this is. Like, all these suckers here, they're just a bunch of amateurs running around, and we got this whole place to ourselves to rob as we see fit. To rob? Well, hey, hey now, hey now. It's in, I think it's in all of our best interests that this, this whole job goes as smoothly as possible. That's why I let everybody else go on their little wild goose chase while we go upstairs and find the real goods. And we keep playing nice while all these guys uh, mess around and then we can escape with all the big bucks, you know what I'm saying? Well, as long as nobody else sees us doing this, then I don't see a problem. Exactly, exactly. Now, come on, let's, we gotta go upstairs. Alright, I'll follow him upstairs. 
awesome. Salvatore and Jonathan are now on the landing. The landing of the first floor overlooks the entryway. Through the window above the front door, you can see the city that you came from in the distance, likely where you live. Lights are beginning to fill windows and illuminate streets in the distance. You suddenly remember the hours of driving it took for you to get here. And Jonathan, you in particular remember the door locking shut behind you in this moment. Yeah, I'm gonna say to Angel, and uh, by the way, while we're looking around here, be thinking of like alternate escape routes, cause uh, that Mr. Crump asshole totally locked the door on all of us. We're totally stuck in here. I didn't want to raise any alarms back there, but uh, just heads up. That's interesting. Well, there's plenty of windows. We could just, That's what I'm know. saying. We could just break a window, hop out, you know. I don't think that'll be much of an issue. But, all uh, these all these guys here, there's like some people who are like afraid of ghosts or something. We can just say they got haunted and we had to leave them behind and, you know. Yes, I'm I'm a little bit concerned that the uh the, the academics, the, the the professor and that uh that demolitionist man might be interested in looking looking towards more than just just what we're here for you know so i think uh if we if we get the opportunity to keep an eye on them we should uh should we should we explore i wonder there, there must be some valuables it's likely that the the master bedroom or something is is up here right that's what i'm thinking what are the doors that we can see Yes, there is another double door that probably leads into the balcony area of the grand hallway that you saw into when B came through those doors. Mm. There's also a door to your left and a door to your right. Any any uh, any preference? Let's uh let's just hang right here. The two of you enter this room on the right and find what looks to be a transitory room. Uh, that seems to lead to another hallway. And this transitory room looks to be an opium den. These people mm. were rich and snotty and could obtain whatever they wanted to partake in. Um, and this room is still filled with smoke somehow. It hasn't settled. And I need both of you oh, to no. make a... Let's call it a... Prowess resist roll. <laughs> I have zero in prowess. Let's so you're going to roll two dice and take the yeah. lower unless you push yourself or ask for a devil's bargain. Okay. Is there anything you can offer me as a devil's bargain? I will offer you this as a devil's bargain. Your patron will give you immunity to this gas Ooh. in exchange for a level two harm called branded branded his what buddy (laughs) don't worry hey don't worry about it stay in your lane (laughs) (laughs) and if you take that double bargain you don't even have to roll yeah but a level two harm is is opium going to be a level two harm i think i'll just try to push myself okay so take two stress. It might be not opium. It could be like, it could be ghost opium. That's true. <laughs> but level two harm is a lot. I think I'll take my chances with stress. I have no stress so far. Okay. 
the only problem is that if you with pushing yourself and resisting you could like because mm-hmm. now you're rolling one die if you roll yeah. one die and roll a one you're taking five stress from the resist and two stress from the push yourself oh mm. do it do it <laughs> Jay's gonna call you a coward. Nah. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna accept your. I'm gonna accept your bargain there. Awesome. So you're gonna take a level two harm called branded. Um, Jonathan, what are you going to do? I just rolled a straight up. I didn't do anything fancy, cool. and I got a five. Great. So you only take one stress as you hold your breath in this room. Um, as you, Salvatore, you take this deal. You mm-hmm. feel right over your left lung, almost like a branding iron pressed into your ribs, and it leaves, like, you even see, like, smoke, even in this room, like, solid black smoke curl up under your shirt and out your collar. Ugh, I, uh, stumble to the ground a little bit, but, uh... Yeah, for sure. Unfortunate. What's yeah. the matter, Angel? you never been in one of these before? Uh. Get up. <laughs> Can't say that I have, friend. I think we're going to stay upstairs as Shorts and Dr. Kennedy are following this crying blood ghost up the stairs that seems to be solidifying as it goes. I just want to say that Dr. Kennedy is doing that thing in video games where you, like, run a little bit faster than the NPC. And she keeps, like, catching up to the ghost and then, like, having to, like, hang back because she doesn't know where they're going. Yeah, And so she keeps doing this, like, leapfrog thing. But, uh, Shorts, you can feel free to do whatever you want. So, you said that the ghost is solidifying, correct? Yeah. Instead of doing that, like, glitchy walking thing, you're now seeing, like, two steps at a time, and then it vanishes, and then three steps at a time. And you can see, like, more details on its ethereal form as well. So, when when you said solidifying, I thought you meant that they were becoming more solid like oh less absolutely see-through. that too can i tackle this ghost yeah you can certainly try to <laughs> what role do you want to make for that i hate to be a one-trick pony but as <laughs> recklessly as possible oh yeah great description okay perfect like i because of that i'm gonna say that shoulder. this is like on the stairs like you're diving up the stairs at it, yeah. Yes, yeah. I am. I am following after Crow in this, even though I don't know them at all. Just trying to suplex this ghost. Um, and I'm gonna say that this is risky for limited effect because you're trying to tackle a ghost. Absolutely. Yeah. Ben gave us ghosts, and all we've done is like uh, just them. hurt them, assault them. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a three. Yeah, you um, dive at this ghost, and it's just bad timing that you dive at it, and it's one of those moments right where it vanishes, and you slam your head on the stairs, and, like, they're carpeted, but it's, like, old, crusty carpet, and it's, like, right on the corner. And I'm going to have you take a level one harm called Concussed. I will. I will take my level one harm. Great. I will just... I will take it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, are you are you okay? I'm gonna like try and help him up like from falling completely on his face. Um, oh my god. Why did you do that? I don't know when I realized that Shorts just doesn't talk. But that's a thing now. 
Shorts proceeds to take uh, Dr. Kennedy's hand, helping up, and he shrugs and just lights another cigarette. Um, in the meantime, the ghost is leaving. The ghost does not wait for you. I'm continuing to follow the ghost. Awesome. I am like I, as soon as as soon as Shorts like lights a cigarette, I'm like, nah, he's fine, and <laughs> then I'm gonna go. You follow this ghost over to the left door. I am going to try and talk with this ghost and see sure. if it will have a conversation with me. So I'm going to try and use consort to do that. Amazing. This will be Risky's for standard. That is two dice. And I rolled a three and a two. Oh, no. Ugh. Um, this is bad. You... <laughs> I'm going to give you two options. No. Your first option <laughs> is to take a level two harm called convinced as you continue to follow this ghost, or you can simply take three stress. I will take a level two harm. You hear as you're following you. What do you say as you're approaching it with this role? I think she probably runs up to this ghost and it's like uh, uh hi um i j- just trying to figure out what what you're doing here and and why you're here and what what this house is about and 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 all, all that kind of thing um any any pointers and you hear um multiple like echoing voices whisper to you Um, and you are thoroughly convinced to follow it wherever it goes. I don't even think you had to give me the level two harm to do that. I think I would have done it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but yeah, I will follow the ghost. You follow right. this ghost out onto the balcony that overlooks the greenhouse. I also follow. Great. Because I am now following Dr. Kennedy. Let's go back down to the basement where B and Jacqueline and Crow are. Jacqueline and Crow, what would you like to do? You just had concrete ghost arms try to grab at you, and Crow um, deftly beat them away. Sick. I think not really finding much besides wine in the cellar, Jacqueline is probably going to... One quick question. You uh-huh. said that there was like a sliding door, and that's where the hand looks like first the outline of one. Does it? Are the since the ghosts have all been punched? Does that look like a way to like investigate? You would have to find some sort of like triggering mechanism or something like that if you wanted to get through. But you know that something's there. Hmm. Okay. I think Jacqueline will probably point it out to Crow. Uh, any idea what might be? The thing that opens that? I don't know. Is there like a a button or something like that? I, I'm not sure. And uh, while I'm talking, I'm going to pocket some wine, like as much as I can in, in my pockets. And I'm going to act like I'm talking and not registering that my arms are like reaching over and putting more of it into my bag. When you nice. say pocketing, I just imagine like, shoving a whole thing like into like <laughs> yeah like, like down pocket. my shirt <laughs> <laughs> it's a very 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Image description for the podcast yeah. listeners. Meg just shoved a water bottle in their overalls. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, great imagery in my head <laughs> also it's don't incredible. forget Jacqueline you might not need to open the door oh I've, yeah my special moves that I was looking at literally five seconds ago and then forgot about okay in that case um, I'm going to use my special move called ghost veil yeah read what that it says does. you may shift partially into the ghost field becoming shadowy and insubstantial for a few moments so I take two stress to do it, but I, I'll do it. I don't have any stress so far. Awesome. So instead of having to roll to look for like a lever or a button or something, you simply concentrate, plug your headphones back in and focus on your tunes, and you begin to like vibrate at like the same frequency as your music. And through one headphone, you're hearing the tape that is in your thing but in another one you're hearing like an old-timey record that is like glitching back and forth as you phase into the ghost field um would you like to head through this concrete door yeah i would okay famous last words (laughs) right um you come into a room that is filled with like precious gems and chests full of cash and coins as well as a uh, a small like pulpit table in the middle of the room that has an ancient tome sitting on it and you also see on the south side of the room a floor to ceiling window that looks into a cavernous space and in this cavernous space you see a red glow from the middle of the room that looks to be a similar sigiled circle as the ones that you saw under the beds upstairs. Oh! Interesting. <laughs> Nifty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna leave that tome alone. That scares me a little bit. Fair. Um, and I'm just gonna pocket some of the gems. Awesome. Crow, anything you would like to do besides grabbing some some fermented juices? Um, I am looking around the room just a little bit, mostly watching my back, more so than looking for anything interesting. Um, and I would like to kind of keep an eye out for a button or some way for that door to open, because now I'm a little bit concerned, because my little sister just went in there. Um, and I do not have access to her. And, and let, let's face it, if someone wanted to kill her, I mean, she'd be dead. So so I gotta be there, you know, to, like, protect. That's fair. Um, so I would like to look for something. Yeah, would you like to roll to look for that? Uh, let me see here. Probably survey. I think that makes the most sense. Survey makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Would yeah. you like to push yourself or make a devil's bargain? Oh, I mean, I'm probably a little bit stressed out. Yeah, you really want to get to your sister. That makes a lot of sense. I hate that because as a player, I'm like, no, I I must not be stressed. But like, Crow would be stressed. So, um, yeah, I'm going to push myself. Great. Mark that two stress. Yeah. And add an additional die to your survey pool. Uh, four. Okay. You are looking through these crates, and you find a lever behind some crates that looks like it will open the door. 
and you flip the lever, and you hear mechanisms in the wall start to turn, and then you hear... You've beaten up a lot of people before. Correct. You hear the sound, the unmistakable to your ears sound of, like, bones breaking, (gasps) coming from inside the walls, and the gears jam, and now you can see into this room, but you can't fit through the gap that has been left. And if I put my hands down and manhandle it with ridiculous strength, I I can't yank it. You want to do another roll to yank it? I mean, probably. Yeah, let's yes. do it. <laughs> what do you want to roll to try and like force this door open? I'm probably not being too gentle. Maybe wreck. Yeah, let's roll wreck. Yeah, okay. Wreck it. Wreck this stuff. (laughs) I got a four. Okay, you do wrench this door open some more, but as you do so, you see a broken bone, like the tip of a broken bone, come straight through your hand. Ew. Mm. Tasty. Um, And you're going to take a level two harm called pierced. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Question mark sepsis? <laughs> Question mark sepsis? <laughs> let's let's not like Crow's own bone or an extra bone that doesn't bone, belong to Crow. It is a bone that is coming out of the gap in the wall where this concrete door is sliding away from. <gasps> like where oh, this gear so. mechanism must be, that bone is extending quickly through your hand. Are there dead bodies in the walls? What is going on here? Wall Unfortunate. Uh, and you said that was a level two? Correct. Can I argue to make it a level one if I bandage an alcohol dose it? Do you have armor on your loadout? You can choose to have it now with your magic pack skills. You could use armor and just be like, I've got thick gloves and it reduces it to a level one harm. Probably, I would at least have gloves. Taxi sure. driving gloves. Taxi right. driving gloves. Yeah. So <laughs> let's very mark, common among taxi drivers. Let's mark, mark your armor and say that you have partially okay. resisted this and move it to a level one. Okay. So you I know the taxi that. drivers legit is if they have gloves. <laughs> it's like the Uber driver stickers. <laughs> B, you have just picked up this odd-looking weapon from this chest. What do you want to do yeah. in this room or with this weapon? Uh, I'm just going to take this weapon and I'm going to keep following the blood. Cool. You see a path that slowly turns from constructed and carved to natural. Um, the blood seems to... It was standstill in the places that you saw it before, but it is streaming uh, in multiple oh. pathways down this cavernous route. Um, and you probably know that at this point, this blood should have, like, drained all the way, but it seems infinite to you right now. Uh, I think B takes, like, a half step of just, for the first time ever <laughs> during this whole night, maybe reconsidering her choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, pulls Mark off her shoulder and puts Mark on the ground and um, says, I'm sorry, buddy, but it's uh, better you than me, I think. Um, and I'll send Mark forward. 
and uh, use my, uh, I almost said keen mind. That's not it. (laughs) Um, Use my mind link to look through Mark's eyes um, and, yeah. As you continue through Mark's eyes down this path, you see the end of the tunnel widen into a massive space illuminated by a red runic circle in the middle of the room that's probably bigger than your apartment. And in the center of this runic circle looks to be a mass of something. And at the far back of the room is a severed head of a massive giant humanoid figure um gore dangling from its neck and blood trickling from its eyes and a gape mouth i need uh you slash mark to uh make a resist roll uh it can be whatever category you choose but you are doing it minus one die and uh desperate for limited effect okay could i man what would this be um okay can I say that am I am I trying to stop looking at it? Is that what I'm trying to do? That's up to you. Are you running okay. away from it? Are you like stealing you know your what? will? Are you I will argue this. Uh I think that B is not while while obviously ghosts are like a thing, she has constantly always tried to convince herself that um not that necessarily ghosts aren't real, but that We don't know what happens after we die. So if freaky shit's happening, we don't even know if that's, like, technically fair or not. This could all be a trick. In that way, can I argue insight? Sure. Absolutely. Perfect. And you said minus one die, right? Minus one die. Okay, so I'm still rolling 2d6. I rolled a a one and a two. (gasps) Oh! Unfortunate. The music I'm listening to right now on my own got really sad right when that happened. It was kind of perfect. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, I got so I guess a, a two. Um, two things happen. Actually, oh, no. I take that back. Three things happen. The first is that best things come in threes. Carry on. Mark freezes. You temporarily are seeing through Mark's eyes and do not have control over his movements. Then, the mass in the middle of the room lumbers, crawls, something like that towards Mark. And as it moves through this red light, you see three arms, five arms, eight arms... There's, like, three heads on this mass. They're all humanoid-sized, but they seem to be melded together into one being. And it grabs motionless Mark, your rat from the floor, and two of the heads, like, chittering, take bites out of Mark. (gasps) No! And then your vision leaves Mark, and you see Mark's head with one arm be placed onto the body of this being and Mark's mouth drops open and then starts chittering at you again and like it looks like that part of the body is trying to get towards you. Ew. Uh, um I I'm immediately my hands are almost shaking now and uh I I'm holding the gun that I just looted. Uh-huh. Out uh out in front of me. 
Um, can I try to take a shot before booking it? Sure. Cool. I am going to um, use my sharpshooter to push myself. Uh, it says you can push yourself to do one of the following. Make a ranged spell attack at extreme distance beyond what's normal from the weapon. Unleash a barrage of rapid fire to suppress the enemy. So I'm going to push myself mm-hmm. to um, do the, the ladder. So unleash a barrage of rapid fire to suppress awesome. the enemy. Um, so that means I, I roll a bonus to die, right? Yes. With push, pushing yourself. Cool. And would this be like a, like a, like a hunt or this something? Could be or would yeah. this be? Okay. Okay. I will roll <laughs> my 3d6. My word. I rolled a four. <laughs> a four. Okay. A four. You yeah. um, keep this conglomerated being at bay. That's your success. The harm that you are going to take is a level two harm called Soul Severed. Soul Severed! The connection between you and Mark is still there, and you feel the pain that this creature that is now combined with Mark feels as you shoot it with this weapon. I uh, let out a blood-curdling scream and that's all you all hear and i start booking it down the hallway um tears running down my face smudging my makeup my eyes are wide i start sweating profusely and i run back towards towards everyone just i don't even stop to like say that much i just start saying go go leave um as i as i'm running back to the thing and that is where <gasps> our first part is going to end. Thank you everyone so much for listening oh, to this no. first part of our Halloween Blades in the Dark game. Uh, tomorrow, we'll be uploading the second half or maybe more. This is going longer than we <laughs> thought it was going to. Um, thanks once again for listening to these special Halloween episodes. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and our subreddit at Spells and Whistles Pod. Our Twitter is Spells underscore Whistles. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you find pods. Music is by me. The cover art is by Incredicoon Studios. Character art for our tokens that were used in these special Halloween episodes is by at Centali underscore Rhea on Instagram. We post episodes every other week on Sundays. Keep your eyes and ears out for that showing up on your feed, and we will see what fate uh, precludes these individuals as this being <laughs> climbs towards them. <laughs> Bye. See you tomorrow. Uh, uh, so no. Bye. 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 Just as for Mark. Mark. Right. No. Uh,